Hey, Ramon. Hey, Timea. Let's talk gender equality. I love the idea. Give me a second. I just got to grab my coffee. I hope you've got yours too. Yeah, right here. Hello to everybody listening in. Here is Timea and Ramon with another episode. And today we have a special guest invited to our podcast. Luan from the FIMO um, NGO. Welcome. Hello, welcome. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me. Um, yeah, I'm Luan. I'm from FIMO. It's the only intersex-led organization in Austria. And uh, we are based in uh, Linz in Oberösterreich and also in Vienna. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on, Luan. We are very excited. I will admit I was at a disadvantage when I learned about uh, FIME and your work, but I was very excited to hear that this work exists in, in Austria and I've been following it now with some very intense happiness. And yeah, before we go into FIME and everything, we'd love to hear more about you, Luan. Um, a quick note for our listeners. Um, we might switch uh, between in and between uh, English and German terms. I will do my best to keep things, let's say, consistent. Uh, so if there's a if there's a term, uh, Luan, please, you are at home on the web. If you need to switch at any time, please let us know. And yeah, we'll do our best. So Luan, uh, please introduce yourself to our uh, listeners, a little bit about your background, your pronouns, uh, as well as um, three, maybe three fun facts about yourself that you can share with the audience. Okay, three fun facts. Okay, I will think about that. Uh, yeah, as I already said, I'm Luan. Um, I'm from Austria, but now uh, living in Berlin. Um, so if there is not uh, COVID-19, then I'm actually switching <laughs> between Vienna and uh, uh, Berlin. But right now, I'm since the last months in, in Berlin. Um, in Austria, I'm, I'm working on a volunteer basis for FEMA, the intersex-led organization in Austria. And I also work in here in Berlin for uh, OII Europe. Um, that's the head organization um, for many intersex-led organizations in Europe. And there I work as uh, on a part-time employment. Yeah. My background, well, yeah, so I don't use pronouns. So I'm Luan and I don't use pronouns. Um, my background, yeah, I worked many years in a, uh, on the finance side. I'm coming from the finance side. I'm a finance nerd and numbers nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know, like now, nearly six years ago, I quit my job and had a, yeah, I had a break, just took time off. And then I started uh, just to work anymore for NGOs. And fun facts. Yeah. 
or three random things about you? Three random things about me. Yeah, what I already said, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible numbers nerd. So <laughs> I count everything. Like I count the stairs and I count the steps and I count the cars and I count everything. <laughs> so, and it's not that I want to do it. It's just like, it happens <laughs> when, <I'm, laughs> when I walk around. Uh, so that's part one. <coughs> um, I totally love opera. Um, and I think I started uh, when I was 16. And it's, yeah, it's, it's incredible music and atmosphere for me. Um, Do you sing? I did uh, when when I was young. I was very long, uh, very uh, very long time in a choir, and I sang many many years. I also performed in schools and things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, like after my voice broke a few years ago, um, I stopped, and I didn't try anymore since then. So tell us a bit about, okay, finance, <coughs> numbers nerd, but volunteering is totally different or not. What brought you basically in the communities you are part of now? Yeah, I'm an intersex person. And um, okay. so, I was born with a variation of sex characteristics. Mm -hmm. And um, after my birth, like directly after my birth, um, I had a non-consensual surgery um, in the hospital where I was born. Uh, and even like my mother did not really get the, the full information. Mm. So it took me many years to realize. Um, and in between, I worked a very long time, like in the LGBTI community. So I worked uh, many, many years for, or also I, uh, on a volunteer basis in the Rosalina Villa in Vienna. Okay. So it's the first gay and lesbian house and counseling in uh, Vienna. Um, yes, and then in 2015, um, I found out the truth about me. Okay. And that's when I started uh, to put my energy for activism in intersex activism. Wow, you have a very personal <laughs> gain and drive in here, <laughs> in that direction. Um, it's just curious that you already were attracted to such causes with the LGTB, uh, LGBTQ uh, community already before you knew. Um, yeah. What drove you to that involvement? <laughs> What drove me to that involvement? Um, or, or let me put I, it like that. I always ask uh, our guests, there's 
um, there's a big, hmm, what should I say? There's a, not a big reason necessarily, but there is a different motivation of why a person does community work, right? And uh, maybe it starts with friends, maybe it starts in the university. That's, I mean, that's how it started for me. Um, but then there's a conscious decision uh, when you go into professional life uh, to continue it or not, right? Because it's, it's taking a lot of your time. And I'm interested and curious to know what keeps you going, right? Like, why are you still involved? And then you decided to move uh, from uh, the corporate environment to really NGO part-time now. Mm -hmm. I'd like to um, recall on that with you. Um, I'm a very political person and mm -hmm. that since I'm very, very young and uh, that was also always something, even though I worked in a big company or things like that, um, that was always very important for me. So even though when I was very young, I, I went to demos and everything. So it, it, it was, it is a big part for me. Um, and, uh, and I don't like discrimination in any matter. It's just, mm -hmm. for me, it's just like, it, it's a no-go. You don't do that. You know, it's not, it's not how we people should uh, work together or should be together. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just a no-go for me. And um, like fi finding a place in the LGBTI community or in Rosalina Villa, of course, was something because uh, like uh, I, I like I had a surgery when I was a child, what I already said, and they assigned me as female. So they assigned me as female. I had many years of female hormones, what I had to take to, uh, so they tried with that, that I also looked that way, <laughs> they uh, did the surgery and um, and it never felt uh, right for me. So I see. even though I just found it out in 2015, it never felt right for me. And um, and I did identify as lesbian. So, and it was very important for me because it was a place there, like uh, the lesbian community was a place for me where I could be the person mm -hmm. without this female, whatever they put on me, you know, this, uh, um, you can say it in German if you like, and we can try and. You know, like the 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 Normvorstellung. I don't know. Like people, people have have social a, norm. Yeah, people have a social norm or a special point of view on social mm -hmm. norm. How a woman, um, a woman should look like. You know, yes. The society has a special norm, and and I never, I I never looked like that, even though I took female hormones. Uh, I tried, but it never <laughs> worked out. And um, and uh, the lesbian community was for me a place where I could be the person 
I wanted to be. And, um, and being female there, at that point, I thought I'm female. Um, being female there, you were accepted like, yeah, like you are. And it didn't matter how you look, you know. Right. This is how community that, so that feels like. Very, yeah. <clears throat> That was very important for me, and that's how everything happened. And I think uh, if, yeah, I think it was also very important for me that I could then take uh, the next steps. Thank you very much for your honesty. Um, it really, it makes me realize from what a position of privilege <laughs> I come from sometimes. And uh, definitely pushes on my unconscious biases. And I'm so happy that I met you at the Femme Initiative at VEU. You were giving a talk um, there, um, exactly representing the community. And it just felt, it, the atmosphere first of all felt welcoming uh, for this communication that I think and the dialogue that needs to exist, right? Um, to try to grow as a society together in um, not being in any way discriminating of any aspect in diversity. Sorry, uh, just, to, just to quickly jump in for our listeners. Could you uh, tell us what the FEM initiative uh, event was, please? I'm rather new to it, to be honest. Uh, I know that it happens at VEU uh, every so often. We actually started to promote them as well. And- Sorry, uh, sorry VEU? Ah, sorry, VEU, the Wirtschaftsuniversität in Wien, of course. <laughs> Being you. from Vienna, we always like uh, unconscious biasly know that. <laughs> uh, Vienna University of Economics and Business of course, and um, it's a freshly uh, started initiative as far as I um, noticed. So let's try to shout out and have them as guests. <laughs> Sounds great. I think, <laughs> I think this, is, this is for us very, very humbling uh, in terms of what we stand to learn. I think uh, going, going into that for, for people wishing to, to, to learn more and to be able to listen more, uh, if, would you say for for our listeners i mean you 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 def, you told us a little bit about what uh being uh, what what it means what it means to be inter intersex could you also tell us what it is like of course if you would like if that's fine with you what it is like to be a, a person identify a, a, an intersex person in in austria at the moment what 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 uh what the rights situation is what what it looks what things look like at the moment um, so we do have since uh, September 2020 uh, a new edict on the legal gender recognition part. Um, so we now have six gender marker, um, what includes also intersex, it includes diverse, um, it includes um, no 
gender marker at all and you also can delete your old gender marker. Mm -hmm. um, this is just possible because an intersex person uh, went to court and fight it uh, for three years in court for that. So you can see here, um, not the politicians are just doing that because they realize intersex people get discriminated. No, intersex people have to fight uh, for their right and actually have to go to court. And it is just um, uh, with the highest court in Austria, they, um, um, said then, okay, uh, it is discrimination. So uh, intersex people also need to have their own uh, gender marker and then they worked on it. So just, you know, mm. we had to, we had to go through all, all steps. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's uh, the, the gender marker situation. Um, the situation on non Sorry to interrupt. And this is only since 2020, September? Um, the, you said? The court decision was in 2018. Yeah. And the, the court decision was in 2018. Then it took quite Two a year. time, uh, I, it took a few months, and then we got the first addict. But the first addict was um, only with the diverse. Okay. And, and, and you had to go to a medical board, and this medical board had to approve that you are intersex. <laughs> Um, with working together with uh, the, the Green Party and also with the SPÖ and NEOS, we managed um, to get the new addict. Um, you still need a medical statement, but not anymore from this board. So you can go to your doctor of trust. Okay. Uh, what is very important for intersex people, you know, um, uh, if doctors, uh, like the things doc doctors did to us, you know, when we were a child, uh, teenagers, things like that. It's, it's not easy that you then have a doctor of trust. So, and of course, you are definitely not going to a medical board, you know. They approve that you are intersex, you know. It's like before they cut off you know, things or cut out things of your body. And then you have to go there and say, oh, now I need, uh, I need this statement that I get uh, my gender marker. You know, you're not doing that as an intersex person. But now it's better. And uh, yeah, so, but it's still, still our fight will get further because we want to self-determination. I just wanted to underline how current the situation and how current it is at the moment. And that it's just, it, you know, in 2020, yeah. <laughs> somehow it sounds so ridiculous that it hasn't been there before in a way. Wow, okay, I'm... Something that I am very guilty of myself is falling into complacency when I see issues 
being one and moved forward and not realizing how we still have as a society, as, as, as people, a very long way to go. Um, I'm uh, just to, just to clarify, you, 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 you were, you had just mentioned um, self-determination. Could you elaborate on that? What, what does that mean uh, um, for, for our listeners? What does self-determination mean? Um, you know, when I, when, when I will go and say, okay, I want to, uh, I want to change my gender marker because I'm intersex, then, you know, it's, it's a process. And I think this process needs to be accepted. So that, uh, that the Standesamt, I don't know what that is in English. <laughs> so that the authority, yeah, uh, that the authority is accepting that, and I don't need a statement to get my legal gender marker, you know, and that is important. But of course, it is also very important of the part, uh, and more important on the part of medical issues. Because like uh, surgeries, non-consensual surgeries and non-consensual treatments are still happening in Austria. And not only in Austria, most of the countries in Europe, they are still happening. There is just one country in Europe and this country is Malta, uh, where it is forbidden by law um, to do, uh, do non-consensual intersex surgeries and treatments. And and that's, of course, the most important part that these surgeries need to stop. And that's right now. And Austria has already two, um, uh, got already two letters from the uh, convention, um, like from the Committee of Child Rights, um, but uh, also from the Committee of Torture that uh, and now with the in January they got new uh, recommendations from uh, other countries um, and the UN the United Nations were also involved involved where they say you have to stop this and um, and very that, good yeah that's very I good want to see uh, we we hope, it, we hope it will happen, but of course, also in this in this part is uh, um, self determination very important. You know, it's my body, and no one should um, just give me treatments or a surgery because I'm having a variation of sex characteristics, you know, who believes really that every person is, is, is the same, you know? It's not, you know, there is, there is like female and male, but do you really think that all people of female and male have the same, like hormones and the same, whatever, you know? We are all variations. And maybe my variation is a little bit more and so nobody needs uh, to cut away anything from my body. So I think it's right now the moment to define intersex. 
sorry to say, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that our community is overwhelmed at the moment as well, if they are like me, in the sense that we don't get to talk about this enough and especially read what intersex is. So could you tell us clearly what it actually is once and for all? <laughs> intersex people are people, they are born with a variation of sex characteristics. Um, okay. That means um, you have to, oh no, and now it's getting hard in English. <laughs> like I said, please, if uh, you need to. It's, rather, it's, the, uh, it's the chromosomes, the hormones, um, the, the body parts that yeah. make us male and female, right? Yeah, also also body parts. Chromosomes, um, the yeah. Hormones the, the chromosomes, and the body. The hormones and the autonomy. Auto, no, anatomy. Anatomy, <laughs> genau. Yeah, anatomy. Um, yeah, so these are the. So basically, I as a woman. Again, I have the opportunity to say I'm, I identify as she, her. Basically, I have XX chromosomes, right? I have um, female um, genital parts and I have uh, female hormones, um, which are testosterone for men and estrogen, estrogen for women, right? But if any of this is somehow different, like you have an XY chromosome, female uh, genitals, body parts, and uh, female hormones, that's basically an intersex person because one dimension is reversed. Yeah. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I totally understand. And I'm like, you did not choose that. You were born like that. And then other people make this choice for you. I find it even invasive for you to have to go to a medical board okay now it's a bit better going to a doctor overall and they allowing you to physically be what you were born to be <laughs> i find that whew, okay uh, yeah. but i got it thank you <laughs> one thing that i'm that i'm that i that i've been hearing a lot over the last few years and I find myself agreeing with is that a lot of these things like gender are social constructs. Um, and, and given that, these, these definitions, these impositions are all, you know, I'm failing to find the correct word, but fabricated and don't actually make our lives a lot all that easier, and in several cases, like those uh, those who don't who those who don't fit to those norms, make their life a lot more difficult, and that's where that discrimination comes from. One thing that I, as as a person, would like to do better is remove some of those unconscious biases and and do my best to be as non discriminatory as possible. Now, Luan, of course, you're not in any way obligated to do this, but I would love if you could maybe share with us, do you have any advice for how I, as a regular person, can do my best to be as non-discriminatory as possible when it comes, say, to inter uh, people who identify, uh, people who are intersex? I think the most important thing is um, you know, speak about it. 
<laughs> speak about what happens and speak about um, that intersex people exist and and that uh, yeah and that gender is a is a is is a social construct because that yeah that's it you're right <laughs> so that's how it is and i think that is very important and i think um, you know if you yeah if you if you know you have a podcast you do a show now with me and that's important so we do we make we make education and people will listening and people will hear about that and you know like the next time when they hear something or some what is talking about that is exactly oh yeah i i heard that already and i think that is very important because um it's it's yeah like the things are still happening and 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 sometimes i have the feeling that people you know people are so afraid of losing their binary system um, and are being more happy that children getting non-consensual surgeries than losing their binary system and I just don't get it you know I want to take I, I don't want to take away that you are uh, identifying as female it's perfect it's happy and if you are happy then I'm happy you know but I'm intersex and I want to be happy too and I want that everybody is happy that I'm intersex and that I can be what I want to be yeah thank so, you that Sorry, I cut you Thank off. You. All good. Thank you. That's that's really that's that's really meaningful advice. I think I think you know letting it's it's the allowance to exist, isn't it? That to just exist as the way you are. Uh, you know, Tima and I touched upon this with another guest a few episodes ago. It, that, that this this topic of discomfort comes comes to mind when people who are not. What's the word? I don't want to say who who have who have probably not been exposed to the topic of say people who are intersex before they get discom they get uncomfortable and they push against this in in order to preserve and to protect themselves from that discomfort and I think this is an opportunity to say it's okay to be uncomfortable this un this discomfort comes from us learning to be better to learning to listen and it's going to be uncomfortable and several times in my, I don't want to say, I don't, in, in, my, in, my expo, in, in my exposure, in my years of talking to people, I felt uncomfortable many times when confronted with, with things that are unfamiliar to me. And I think it's, that discomfort is good. It's, it, it means you're learning. It means you're, you're growing as a person. Yeah. May, may I just say, I was uncomfortable <laughs> in this podcast, but I feel I'm growing. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that's very good <laughs> well um you know we've been talking for a little bit i would love say if i were interested in in, in starting volunteering in in topics related to the ones that you for example uh, um volunteer with 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 gender identity and lgbt issues um what would you recommend if you could go back and as a as a starting point as a way to some, some advice you, you could give to someone who's getting started in volunteering in these topics. 
as an as an intersex person or uh, uh, I, I, I was going to say as, as anybody volunteering. Okay. But of course, with relation to the topics that 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 you volunteer in, for example, with intersex uh, people. So I think uh, if you are an ally, I think the most important thing is um, if you really want to get deeper into this topic and you want to to do activism, then just go to your then just come to fever, you know, like or or we 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 have a we we have a group um, where allies are working with us. It's called Peer. It's platform Intersex Österreich. And, uh, you know, we, we have different topics. Uh, we have topics on, on uh, we have legal topics, we have education, we have uh, peer counseling, we have um, uh, also uh, uh, medicine as a topic, um, you know, and, and a lot of things. And uh, yeah, we, you know, or help us to organize uh, like an event, a conference, if it is possible at one point uh, again, but that's another thing. <laughs> um, of course. And yeah, and um, you know, like many years, like FEMA just uh, uh, was able to do stuff because we got donations. And now we are getting uh, like a little bit of funding. Um, but yeah, I'm just honest. Donations are always very welcome. <laughs> so totally <laughs> because you know we need to do we we need to print our stuff and we have to pay for our internet and you know like whatever. Um, Absolutely, and I want to give here a shout out to everybody who wants to cross the line from being a standby, a zuschauer, to doing something in this direction. Right now, you have now the means. <laughs> yeah, well, that's wonderful. I think at this point, we can slowly say our goodbyes as well. Yeah. It was a tremendous pleasure for me personally. Absolutely. Before we go, uh, Luan, I would love to end off by uh, asking you, uh, is there any recommended resources or an organization that you would like to give a shout out to, where folks can reach you uh, if they would like to do so? Yeah, you, you can reach me over FEMA. We have, we have a website. Um, or you can also reach me over Vargas. Uh, it's, also, it's also written with uh, V. Uh, we are put a, we're going to put the link in the show yeah, notes. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, you can reach me there and yeah, just check out our websites. There are a lot of uh, informations on it and um, yeah. Okay, that's a good start. Wonderful. Great. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Luan, you have taught us so much and you've taken your time out for us and we are so grateful. We have so much to learn. I'm gonna stop ranting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Um, I wish you the wonderful, the most wonderful day to our listeners. Thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned. There's, we're going to be talking to Luan a little bit more in a future episode. Take care, everyone.
Bye. Bye. Ciao. Are you on the forefront of gender equality? You are invited on our podcast. That's right. Or maybe you know somebody that we could have a chat with on gender equality. You should totally get in touch with us. We're on Twitter at Gender Coffee or any of the other contact methods on our show notes. We would love to you to get in touch and for us to have a chat.